Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, where if you go out there right now and check out HashtagBasketball.com, they have brand new premium tools that will link to your Yahoo account all the projections, all the uh, statistics that you need to have a winning fantasy basketball season. That is hashtag basketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, you way undersold the greatness of these tools. I mean, these tools will literally... I mean, you can be a, you can be a dummy and win your fantasy league now because these tools will tell you who to pick up. They will tell you everything you need to know for your Yahoo league, who you should start, who you should pick up, who you should play, why you should play, and when you should play them. Um, the tools got a little bit of everything, and um, Joey even released some tutorial videos on how to use the tools. So you literally can't mess it up. Yeah, go check out hashtag Basketball's uh, YouTube channel. Uh, where you can get tutorials on how to actually use these tools to better yourself in your fantasy prep uh, and during your fantasy season. Uh, the videos are pretty good. They're well done. Uh, I've always liked Hashtag Basketball for its schedules. Like it's, it's And there's an advanced schedule now. Uh, and obviously they have, for the projections too. So they got, and they got a lot of stuff. They have the best schedule grid, right? I can remember using that like all the way back in 2000 and – Thir- 13 yeah, years ago we've been I, I use everything that is available to you and um right now there are a lot of tools available to you at hashtag basketball so and i know we'll get this question so I'll, I'll preface this too um right now the tools are only available for people in yahoo leagues um unfortunately they're they're not available for espn or fan tracks but uh, that is something we hope to do in the future. Maybe not yeah, for the season, that's but mostly on ESPN. I think uh, if you're out there, you're in an ESPN league. Uh, ESPN does not make it friendly for. Uh, they do not have an API, and that's very. If you're not into computers, um, basically they have no way to get the data quickly off of their servers. So you could use interactive tools with the data from your league. So if you are in an ESPN league, you don't like the fact that you can't use these tools. Uh, contact ESPN and ask them to make uh, their data available so people can use uh, fantasy tools on their site. Yeah, and good luck with that. And good luck with that. Uh, So we are starting a new series. We already got through our 30 teams in over 30 days, Tyler. It was a long slog, but here we are. There's basketball on TV, and it is time to figure out who we are going to be drafting based on where we are picking in the first round. Um, oh, so, so I'll, I'll plug this real quick and, and yeah, fans might not, not care, but we'll talk about it. So such that you wanted to say the greatness of Luka Doncic and you missed the game against the Beijing Ducks. Um, I hot, wrote a hot game. Um, I wrote an article and in the article, it links like seven or eight clips of Luka Doncic just annihilating some poor Beijing duck man just many times. Now, don't get too excited. It's just the Beijing ducks. Well, but here's my point, right? So, so I think, and, and we can talk about the validity of the Beijing ducks if you want, right? Like everybody scores a million points in the Chinese league. Like that's just a thing that happens. But I think the people who watched the game saw the ability for this young man to handle the ball and dribble like an insane human being and basically the article displays that and i think he gets uh an unfair shake by some people of like oh he's gonna be a bust he's gonna be terrible and i don't think half these people have ever even seen him on the court um, yeah anyone saying that is just in incorrect he's the most you can, decorated, you can, decorated rookie of all time you can check it out and uh there's like six clips in there and some of them are pretty amazing i mean granted the, the level of competition is not a a plus right but there's some pretty amazing stuff in there. Where are we? Where can we see that? Uh, it's at the Smoking Cuban, and if you just Google like Doncic's wows in preseason debut, um, it, it should come right up. Perfect. Yeah, go check that out. This will probably be the last few days you're going to get a discount on Doncic. 
Uh, he is definitely going to move up in those rankings as people get to see him play in the preseason. And we're going to talk about the preseason. Uh, it's only been a few days. Uh, there's been a few, only a handful of games. Not every team's played. So uh, once we get a, at least a full set of a couple games on each one of these teams, we're going to go talk about what we are going to be viewing for the preseason. We're also going to be doing uh, a, a tiered uh, roto system, uh, a tiered ranking for a roto system if you're in a roto league. Uh, we're going to be talking about the ADPs for Yahoo and ESPN and where we find some value in there. And uh, one of our favorite segments, something we did last year, a lot of people had uh, really positive um, feedback for, was the Who Do I Draft series. And we are starting tonight with I'm a guy I'm taking number one overall in, in probably every single league I'm in, no matter what type of league I'm in, as long as I'm not in a points league, because uh, I don't play points leagues because you know, there's always some weird uh, points that doesn't make any sense. Or if I am doing a three team, a three category experimental team. So if you want to, if you're interested in getting into the listener leagues, one of them being a three category experimental league, uh, check out patreoncom slash watching the boxes. If you subscribe, you will get uh, able to sign up to our um, listener leagues. So go check that out. But other than those weird leagues, Anthony Davis is my number one overall draft pick. I don't know if I don't know if you agree, Tyler, but that's who I feel is number one. Davis just gives you an insane amount of everything, right? I mean, other than three pointers, even two point six assists is pretty darn good for a big guy. One point four steals, two point five blocks, like eleven rebounds, twenty eight points. It's really hard to go against Anthony Davis. Um, these stats are basically unmatchable. And a lot of these guys at the top of the draft, the stats are unmatchable. Uh, Andy Davis almost gets you a three-pointer game, which back in the day, a center shooting threes was unheard of. Now it's starting to become more commonplace. And that's one of his weaknesses. But, like, your center only hitting, you know, a half a three a game, really, you know, it's not the worst-case scenario. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And, I mean, we talked about this in our Sixers season preview with Ben Simmons, right? I mean, I, I told you – I tried to make the case where you said that drafting Ben Simmons is a death nail to your threes, and I tried to make the case against that. And, I mean, this he's giving you more threes than Ben Simmons. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, I, I would – you know, I'm still going to disagree that, uh, you know, when you're getting zero threes from a position that's traditionally a good three-point kind of shot with your – possibly into first round or middle of second round pick, depending on where you're picking him. Um, you, you, you're kind of tossing threes away, but uh, you can still build around that. It's still early enough in the draft. And I think that's actually what we're trying to uh, accomplish here with these, who do I draft uh, segments is that we're going to be focusing on head to head leagues because in a roto league, uh, you're really kind of looking for the best all across the player available. And we'll probably talk about our roto picks here and there as we do these but we're going we're gonna to focus on 12 team head-to-head leagues that's the perspective we're going to be coming from here while we do these who do i draft segments yeah and so i mean we don't really have to pick davis at number one right davis goes number two which is probably where i'd pick him in a head-to-head league because i don't super care about my percentages a lot of times in head-to-head leagues and one of davis's biggest strengths right is he shoots amazing on both percentages um so, I mean, you get to pick him at number two, so you get a nice little value there of, of an amazing stat line and just so easy to click and be like, yeah, I'll just, I'll have him. Thank you. Yeah, and at a great volume, too. I've actually been asked a few times, uh, you know, oh, should I take Carl Anthony Towns with my first or second pick over Anthony Davis? And I keep wondering to myself, like, oh, like, well, why would you do that? Do you think Carl Anthony Towns is going to improve and be as good as Anthony Davis? Like, they're very similar players, but there's just certain things that Anthony Davis does that Carl Anthony Towns does not. And I guess you could say, oh, Towns hits a little bit more threes, but you're never going to get a full extra block. Right. And, the, and that's a, like, half a steal out of Carl Anthony Towns. And the things that he would need to catch Anthony Davis are things that are not easy to do, right? Like he can score the four points such that Jimmy Butler leaves and they give yeah, him the ball more. Like he could, possible. he could get up to those points, but he's not going to get the half a steal and full block 
Like those are statistics that just don't come overnight. No, the, you either have those baked into your game or you don't. And um, maybe there's an extra few points in there for Carl Anthony Towns, but you know, down the stretch last season, Anthony Davis was almost averaging 30 points a game. And that's really not, that's not absurd to think he can do it this year. Yeah. And I mean, we, we talk about this maybe sometimes the, the thing that'll hold him back maybe from averaging 30 a game would be if he just stopped going to the locker room five times a season and for whatever reason and then maybe coming back out and sometimes not and, and being fine for the next game like if he just quit it that's because i was hurt his night like like if you look back at his game off from last year right he had a few games where it was like six points ten points because he went to the locker room in the freaking second quarter and never came back and then he was fine to play the next game yeah that that is true but also he does so much anthony davis does so much in one game that he's basically giving two players stats like two mediocre player stats that's just how good he is. Oh, yeah, no doubt, right? Um, so like, let's get right into uh, this draft. Uh, we're going to be doing a snake draft because in an auction draft, anything can go in any different direction. And we really, we can't really prepare you for an auction draft like the, the way we can for a snake draft. Uh, we might throw in some side comments about auction drafts here and there. But we're going to focus on a 12-team snake draft. And we're going to go based on average picks on Yahoo. Anthony Davis is going one or two, uh, but it looks like James Harden just has the slight edge. James Harden is going 1.6, while Anthony Davis is going 2.2. So, Tyler, you're in luck. Uh, you got Anthony Davis with the second pick overall. It's a pretty good pick, Tyler. Good job. Yes. I'm, I feel like I'm winning this already. You uh, you nailed it. But that means you are not picking until 23-26. So you're going to be on that turn at the end of the second round, beginning of the third round. You already got a incredibly good center here. And in that late second, early third round, you're kind of coming up on a big cluster of guards, whether they're um, kind of like second-tier point guards or second-to-third-tier uh, shooting guards and, and wings. But you also got some interesting uh, centers available as well. And so I'm just going to, I'm going to give you a list of names and I want you to, I want you to basically go in whatever direction you'd like here. Um, so you're sitting there, it's coming up on your pick 23rd pick here. And you got um, Drew holiday out there. That's nice. Um, you also got Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Kyle Lowry, Rudy Gobert, Clay Thompson, Chris Middleton, and basically anybody after the, those type of players, those guys are available. I'm going to – I mean, I, did I give you Drummond? Because Drummond might not be available in a head-to-head league at the end of the second and beginning of the third. Yeah, right, and so that that is going to kind of depend on the league and, and who's trying to punt what. Yeah, um, Gobert might, though, and that could be an interesting center-center, but, uh, you know. In a, I mean, what is your kind of strategy when you go into head to head with each one of these guys? Do you, do you make your strengths stronger, or do you look to balance out the, the the categories or get better in the categories that you're not punting? Well, so okay, so in round two, I'm probably just looking for whoever I think is the strongest player here. Like, who can I bank on that's going to be good? That's going to play a lot of games. It's going to be around. It's going to score points, right? Because we talk about points dry up fast. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm really just kind of looking for the best available player at this point, I think. I mean, Anthony Davis, we talked about it. He doesn't really hurt you anywhere. So I can kind of just take the guy who's best available. We can still go in any direction. We preach this all the time here when you're in a head-to-head league. A lot of people ask us, who do I punt if I draft Anthony Davis? And the answer is, I don't know who's your second and third round pick. Because that's really going to determine. Those top guys are so good. You usually can go in any direction. I think there's a few exceptions out there. And you're also, like with Anthony Davis, you could be incentivized to just go, you know what, I am going to ignore threes because I don't have a good three-point shooter as my center. Um, You can go in that direction. So looking at Yahoo's ADP, okay, Mm -hmm. so I got two picks out of four, right? We're going to go 23, 25. Right, so you know what I mean? No, no, 26 because I was 24 and 25. 
You're right. 24 and 25. 26. Okay. So I got two picks here, and there's a lot of good names, right? Um, surprisingly on Yahoo, Jimmy Butler and John Wall are still around, right? Like if, if those two guys are still around, like people are picking Campbell Walker and Kyrie Irving and all those guys way up there, and they're going to give me Jimmy Butler and John Wall – like uh, those are probably the two names I'm looking at first. Yeah, that surprises me a lot. I think if you're in a league with a lot of the you know pros or sharps or guys who play a lot, uh, John Wall, Jimmy Butler are not going to fall to you. But in Yahoo leagues and casual leagues, they are. Right, and so I mean, let's just put that out there on the table, right? Yeah, I, so I'm let's with assume you. that they're picked. But maybe your league's one of these leagues where these guys are available because they both have ADPs of twenty three point seven and twenty three point eight. They're kind of right available in that range in some drafts. And, and I think some people are maybe afraid of the Jimmy Butler-ness. I don't know what you want to – Yeah, like, I mean, let's maybe bring that up now that we're talking about Jimmy Butler. Uh, are you worried about Jimmy Butler's situation right now? No, not at all because, I mean, I think we've seen it, right? Jimmy Butler isn't going to go to a team unless somehow the Warriors trade for him, right, that like has as many mouths to feed as the Timberwolves. And Jimmy Butler was awesome last year. Jimmy Butler is probably the primary scorer on almost any team he goes to. Well, think about that team last year, right? They had Carl Anthony Towns, who's one of the best players. They had Andrew Wiggins, who's a volume scorer. And they got Jeff Teague, who's a point guard who loves to have the ball in his hands. And Jimmy Butler still put up that amazing stat line last year. So I am not worried about Jimmy Butler at all. And uh, obviously the only thing that that would worry me is if we get super close to the season and they still haven't traded him, like, is he going to like pull the, the Le'Veon Bell and just not play for a while? Like, okay, maybe that's a, a worry, but. Yeah, there's certainly a possibility there, but I feel like that will blow over fairly quickly. I know we said, I think we mentioned this uh, maybe either last time or um maybe uh, when we talked about Kawhi, but we're like, no, that never, that's never happens. It's not going to last the whole year. Well, except for Kawhi, but Kawhi was an injury, not a trade me type of thing. It was a little bit of both, right? Uh, I don't think that's going to happen with Jimmy Butler. I think they're going to try to, he's going to be playing by November for sure. Yeah. Right. And I would, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a resolution in that either this week or next week, Um, just get it done and move on. Um, so I'll put that out there, right? If they're available, those are probably where I'm going. So let's say they're picked. Um, Drummond gives you the opportunity to almost lock down two stats if in a head-to-head league. So that becomes super interesting, right? And assuming you pick a point guard who gets you good steals later on, you're kind of locking down three stats because you're getting two really good steal guys for big men. You're getting two really good block guys, two of the better block guys in the league, and you're getting two of the absolute best rebounders. So it's a little hard to maybe look away from that in the sense that I'm kind of locking down three or four categories there. Now it would obviously put me into a punt free throw build. So in a roto league, that's not something I'd be super gung-ho about doing. Also, it kind of negates what AD is actually good at. He's shooting around eight free throws a game and hitting him at an 83% rate. So you're going to say, you know what? I don't care. I'm putting the the free throws. I don't care about three-pointers probably a little bit at this point just based on Andre Drummond's build. And I'm going hard at those big man stats. I got rebounds basically on lock. In fact, most of the guys who I draft after this don't even need to get a rebound whatsoever. Uh, so it makes a lot of guys more attractive, a lot of guards more attractive uh, in those middle rounds. Right, which is is what I think is most available, right? Like we talk about that big clump of big men, but all those big men kind of have some warts, let's say, right? I mean, you got Hassan Whiteside with the playing time. Like how much is that dude really going to play? You got Vucevic with the trade thing. You got Horford's got, you know, a lot of guys coming back. What's going to take away his usage? Right, and you got Enos Kanter, right, who doesn't block a shot. You got, you know, like everybody's got their thing, right? Like this guy's got this word, this guy's yeah. got that word. Marcus so, doesn't shoot a good percentage. Right, so that, that's that's kind of appealing to me, so I'll put that on the table. Um, another guy that, that I'm pretty interested in in this uh, general area, and, and maybe this goes kind of the same way, would be Rudy Gobert, right? Like we saw Gobert be pretty awesome last year. Um, now he'd be another one that kind of tanks your free throws, but you look at some of these other guys, right? Like, unless you're going to pick Drew Holiday, like Booker's going to tank your field goal a little bit. 
You know what I mean? Like, so you kind of got a lot of decisions to make. Um, then going back for my third pick, I'm probably going to pick Chris Middleton if he's available. Oh, Chris Middleton. What year? Every single time we do one of these, Chris Middleton is the third round pick. Just It just happens. So third or fourth he, round. It just it happens every single year. Here's what I like, and here's why I'll say I'll pick Middleton. Okay. I think that that shooting guard, small forward type runs out quicker than maybe anybody. And depending on the league, right, like some of the point guards get shooting guard eligibility and that helps. But look at some of these like shooting guard, small forwards down here in the middle round range. Like they're not something I super want to be a part of. You know what I mean? Like once you get past the like Gary Harris's of the world and the Gordon Hayward's of the world, like, there's a nebulous there of guys that I'm not super high on. There's so I kind of a lot of boring. There's a lot of mediocre, boring players who do sort nice things sometimes. Right, and and so you know Zach Levine, Will Barton. These are the kind of guys I'm talking about. Like I'm just not Tim Hardaway Jr. Like not guys I'm super super high on. Andrew Wiggins. I do like Nick Batum. He's in there. Um, you love Nick Batum. You're probably going to get Nick Batum in every league that you draft him. No, I just did a draft on this weekend, and I did not draft Nick Batum. I did draft my other two favorite players, I'm like. Uh, Chris Middleton? I Oh, well, okay, my other three favorite players. Then. Okay. Ricky you know, Rubio? Yep, who's the other one? Wow. And um, Luka Doncic. No, it was a it was a – uh, dynasty league with like all the rookies was already like picked in a draft. I did offer the guy five first round picks for the number one pick and he turned me down. That's a good move. This is going to be a, um, the, the guys in this draft are going to be, you know, there's a good chance. Some of them are going to be all-stars. Oh, come on. You know, my other favorite player, Mike, he's a point guard too. He plays Kyle, for Kyle Lowry. No, he plays for a team we were just talking about. Come on. Dennis Smith jr. No, he plays for the Timberwolves. Oh, Jeff Teague. I, I'm loving Jeff Teague with uh, Jimmy Butler out of town. Yeah, uh, and and we talked about that a little bit last time, I think. Uh, yeah, Jeff Teague's going to be good. So, yeah, I'm going Middleton. Where I go with that second pick, um, so, it kind of depends a lot on what's available, right? Like, I'm going to go Butler or Wall if one of those two is available. If not, I'm probably going to go Drummond. If you tell me he's picked two, then it becomes kind of a coin flip for me between Gobert and Drew Holiday. And – so some people ask me this, like, if I pick Anthony Davis, can I pick Drew Holiday? Like, yeah, sure, why can't you? Now in a head-to-head league, sure, there's going to be the week where those guys play two games and you might lose, but there's also the week where those guys play four or five games and you're going to kill it because your two best players play for that team. Yeah, I don't but, really have a problem with owning multiple players on a team, even three players. It's, stats are stats are stats. Like, it's not going to kill you. It's not The one's not going to take away from the other one very often. They're all going to probably be around their averages. Because that's just how that works. Yeah, so I'm never too worried about that. Um, so what I'm going to do is we got to settle yeah, on our. Here, our here's player. what here's what I'll say though. I like to go big men early, yeah. so that way I can go point guards later. Because I just told you, right? I just told you some of my favorite guys to pick are point guards later on. So personally, I'm going to go for Drummond or Gobert probably over Drew Holiday. But Drew Holiday has been freaking amazing the last two years. So if you want to go Drew Holiday, like I'm not going to stop you. All right, I'm going to give you Gobert at number two. Um, I think, you know, he does last this long. Uh, on averages, there could be a chance that Drummond, Gobert go a little bit early, and then you would go in a point guard direction. But I think the two-center build is uh, really interesting. A lot of leagues have the two-center build. Uh, you know, I'm not a huge fan of – I'm more of a positionless, positionless basketball type of uh, guy when it comes to my mindset when it comes around and fantasy. Anthony Davis has power forward eligibility in at least Yahoo and Fantrax leagues I won't speak for ESPN because their Please positions don't. are a little bit wonky right now so um, it, ESPN's positions are always always uh, really really wrong way off and, and updated slowly but I digress so going center center has allowed you to solidify your blocks, solidify your rebounds. And actually, you know, it doesn't hurt your free throw percentage too much going with Gobert. It does hurt it, you know, enough. Uh, but your free, th- uh, your field goal percentage is going to be uh, really, really nice here. So you get a very specific build. And this is where you start to work in your, your punt strategy into the rest of the rounds that you're building. 
what you are giving up here is a lot of those, um, the LaMarcus Aldridge's, the uh, Kevin Loves, your Draymond G- Greens. Um, also, you know, Kyle Lowry's uh, out here sometimes. You're going to be missing out on uh, quite a few of those like second to third tier guys just to make sure you get a solid uh, center core. And, you know, I'm going to give Chris Middleton. It's hard for me not to. I'm not going to give you Chris Middleton every single one of these. Tyler, but this one I'm gonna I'm gonna give you. So here's the reality though: if you're not picking high in that third round, Middleton's going now. Like that wasn't the case. Middleton for the last couple years had been kind of an end of the third round pick. Yeah. But Middleton has gotten pushed up there to where he is basically like the third or fourth guy taken in that. He's been drafted thirtieth ADP on Yahoo. Right. So if I want Middleton in all of these, I'm gonna have to take him in the second round at when we get toward the back end of that first round right yeah and i'm not i'm not sure i'm willing to do that as we uh draft players at different positions but uh here i think this is a pretty good spot yeah so uh so i'm in that's that's my team so far i'm feeling real good about it i'm i'm feeling real good because i know there's some point guards coming up that i can grab and i don't i don't need a point guard who even gets me half a block i feel like i feel like my blocks are super solid i'm feel real great about my blocks i'm feeling real great about my rebounds so i can kind of just look for other things in other areas and i'm also not afraid to draft the point guard who shoots a crappy field goal percentage cuz i got two of the better field goal percentage guys in the game yeah definitely and you got uh, a really good um steals guy with uh, chris middleton a guy kind of does stuff across the board he's not going to hurt you anywhere well um, and i feel like good at everything i feel like middleton or it, we can talk about this too like if booker was available like i'd be super interested in booker at that at that third spot too because they're gonna get me 20 points and booker probably even gets me 25 whereas gobert kind of is not going to score a ton for someone drafted in that second round True. so i'm kind of maybe a little bit down on my points after drafting anthony davis who's one of the absolute best point guys in the thing. So if I can get another 20 point score, I'm still feeling real, real good about my points. All right. But your next picks are going to be at 47 and 50. So a lot of guys coming off the board here, a lot of the third tier players. And uh, we're, we're starting to get down into that, into that fourth tier where the, uh, the tiers kind of even out the, uh, it's the big buckets of guys who are all kind of similar, um, kind of interchangeable. And, um, it looks like you might be getting uh, a little bit lucky here. I'm not sure I'm going to allow you, but Gary Harris is currently being drafted 48th, and you know how much we like Gary Harris on this podcast. Uh, you got Mike Connolly at 49 in uh, Yahoo ADPs. Uh, Gordon Hayward, one of the guys you say, you know, you're, uh, he's still around. You also got DeAndre Jordan, who would be kind of like you could – let go bear go and go in a, in a completely different direction with DeAndre Jordan. You can but see, still in the head the league, build. is Jordan really going to last that long? Like, I don't think, I Probably think, not. His, I think his ADP gets pushed down because like, okay, so I don't know what the percentage is. Maybe it's like 60, 40 head to head versus Roto yeah. in the 40% of the Roto or 60% of the Roto. I don't know what the numbers work out to be. He's probably going much later. Whereas in most head to head leagues, I think Jordan is usually a third round guy. Um, sometimes he slips into the very beginning of that fourth round but he goes pretty quick you're you were right about that um, so i don't think is, he's going to be available if we're talking head-to-head now if we're talking yeah. roto i don't really want him so that doesn't really matter so i don't think i think we'll just kind of exclude him off let's, the, let's just throw him off the list uh dwight howard might be here available here but dwight howard's got a whole bunch of other problems uh larry marketing robert covington uh vujovic so you know there are quite a few uh big still available ricky rubio joe ingles uh, Paul Millsap, Gordon Dragic, uh, Jeff, your boy Jeff Teague is, is available. Nico Miritich is out here. Uh, there's a lot of there's still a lot of really good uh, players on the board, but what which one of these guys is going to fit your your center center Middleton build? Okay, so it's real hard for me to look past Gary Harris. Um, like you Always. mentioned, I, I think just Gary Harris does a lot of good stuff, right? Real good percentages, good threes, good points. You know, a few rebounds, a few assists, some really good steals. Um, so I, I'd be inclined to go in that direction pretty easy. Um, after that, if, if you say that's that's not available, that's gone, I'm probably going to go point guard, point guard. Okay. And, and the theory behind that is, right, like what category is my worst right now? 
the one that I'm not trying to punt is probably assists, right? Because, I mean, Gobert is probably going to get you like one and a half. Anthony Davis is going to get you like two and a half. And Middleton is going to get you like four, which four, four is good for a shooting guard, right? Like there's some shooting guards who are getting you like two. Um, so I, I'm probably going to go try to lock down assists. So I, I want a point guard who's going to dime, right? Who's going to give me some assists. And those are really – those are getting harder and harder to come by, especially at this well, and, stage in the draft. And, and I'll say this. This is one of the things that I think makes Jeff Teague super underrated, okay? Jeff Teague's gotten over seven assists for two straight seasons. Seven assists don't come around that often, man. No, not no, that many no. guys are getting seven assists a game anymore. Okay, so uh, uh, I'm probably going to take him with my second pick. I think he'll be around with my second pick. Um, so then I, it comes, who do I want with my first pick? Um, I'd probably take Rubio even over Mike Conley. Um, I just feel a little bit better about Rubio being healthy. Gives me two more elite steel guys. Making steals a really, really good category for me. Um my blocks, I still feel pretty damn good about. I still feel great about my rebounds. I feel great about my assists now. I'm feeling pretty good about my free throw percentage. I mean, we talked about Gobert hurt me a little bit, but I think I bumped it back up by drafting the next three guys. Um, yeah, uh, and- definitely helps you with um, uh, free throw percentage, and 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 Rubio isn't. Um- half bad either he shoots 86 percent. their volumes are a little bit low but uh one of the things i like with the pick and, and a lot of people are going to say wow the 47 and 50 uh you know your your fourth and fifth round pick you're going to go with rubio and teague those guys are not being drafted that uh, really that high but like we said you know the values between pretty much 40 and 70 are all pretty close to one another um, probably yeah, right. 40 to 60 is probably even closer. And those guys give you those weird stats like uh, Rubio's really, really good steals and Rubio's rebounds. Right. And so, you know what I mean? And, and like, you just look at the team and like, okay, what, okay, what holes do I got? Three pointers. Yeah. Three uh, pointers okay. are your big hole now. Okay. Whatever. Like I'm going to punt a category. The three pointers is it. Cool. Um, I still feel pretty good about my field goal percentage. I don't think I'm the best in the league, but I still feel pretty good about it. There's even at, a pretty solid field goal percentage here. Right. And so my, maybe points, maybe three pointers and points are, are my kind of two light ones. But here's the other reality. If Butler never plays another game for the Timberwolves, how many points a game does Jeff Teague score? Well, when he was, um, Balling it up with um, Jimmy Butler out during the last part of last season, he started bumping up his points into the 17 range. Yeah, and, and so some people will look at the the Atlanta years and say, like, oh, well, he only ever got, like, 16, 16 and a half points a game. Yeah, but he was playing, like, 30 minutes in a lot of those seasons, and this is Tibbs, man. Tibbs is going to play him, like, 33, 34 minutes a game. I think it's possible that we see him get into that 16, 17 range, which is, is pretty darn good for, for those middle rounds, right? Like a lot of those guys are only scoring like 13, 14 points. I also think Rubio scored a little bit more last year. And I think that he's going to kind of be in a similar role again this year with maybe not having the ball in his hands quite as much. So he's not going to get those elite, elite assists. We talked about a lot last year, but he's going to probably score more. Like he got 13.1 points a game last year. Um, if you look like kind of post all-star break, he was scoring over 14. I wouldn't be shocked if that happens again, right? 13, 14 points. So I might need some, some points boosters a little bit to kind of feel good about that category. But, um, I also feel like my turnovers are, are pretty strong. Yeah. Your your turnovers are fairly low for the, uh, the team you have assembled here. I would say your points, uh, even though AD, you know, scores almost 30 points a game, points are mediocre to low. Your three pointers are not that good. Your free throws. Oh, fine. And your field goal is, is good. And this maybe goes to a strategy that I've been trying to do a little bit more. Right. So, so many people are going like real hard punting strategies now. And I feel like sometimes if you just kind of 
I, don't, I won't say like build a roto team, but if you go a little more middle of the road, if you hang out in that middle area, you win a lot of categories. Well, and even in and even in head to head leagues, right? Like some, it becomes sometimes more of a I'm going to beat this guy in these five categories, and then the next week I'm going to beat you in six categories, and there might only be two or three of the same categories, right? Like I'm just going to take advantage of whatever you stink at, right? So I'm like more playing matchups, like it would be like a real basketball game than playing. Um, I'm going to try to win these five categories every single week. Yeah, if you have a, a very versatile team, you can actually employ that strategy. And I think, Tyler, you, you've talked about this before. Uh, you're going to give that a shot this year and see see how well it goes. And I think you're pretty on to something here because a lot of people, you know, I try to zig when everybody's zagging, and a lot of people always punt percentages. Well, if you're just mediocre in percentages, you're probably going to win one, if not two of those percentages almost every week. And there's, two, and he- and there's two wins right there. And here's the other reality too, and, and we can talk about this maybe a little bit, right? Like for the rest of my team, right? Like I, I might grab some guys who are, are high point getters, or I might zig off that points category and say, okay, well, let's see. What can, what can I build up? What can I build up? What can I get better at? Um, so I, I think this team and what I like about this team that I, that I built here today is there's a lot of different directions I can go and feel really good about it still. Yeah, right? like I don't feel like I'm locked into like I need this category next. I need this category next. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very interesting team with Rubio and Teague, Middleton as your wing, Gobert and AD. Uh, you pretty much do, uh, you know, depending on what positions are given, you pretty much do have almost everything covered in your starting lineup. But your next pick here in the sixth round, and we're only going to do six rounds because after that, um, after the, by the time you get to the seventh round. Uh, maybe we'll give a, a seventh round. Maybe we'll give well, what, we're on the current, people so what they want, right? Well, we're on the current, so it's easy to say kind of two guys here that I'm looking at, right? Because it's all the same guys. It's all the same. I mean, if you're going to give me five names, I'm probably going to pick two of the same guy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. It's all the same faces. So so maybe we'll go one extra round for you all just because we're feeling really nice. But you are currently picking 71st. You can – this kind of like – this is really when I feel drafts are, are are won. You can't win a league in your draft. Like, you know, like your your draft is not going to win your league, but it's going to help you set you up to win your league. But you could definitely lose your league in the draft, and you could definitely lose your league early in the draft by picking wrong. But m- majority of the time, you're going to be fine by just sticking with, you know, guys who look good. It's it's in this area, this uh, 50 to 90 range where you find those gems that push you over the edge. And I think, you know, picking 71 and 74 here um, are pretty, pretty interesting picks. Oh, I'm see. with, I'm with you there. There's a lot of guys in this range that um semi in on. And then there's some guys that, I mean, I'll talk about it. I'll reach down for some of these guys if I think they're the best guy available. So yeah, we'll, let's uh, let, let me list a few of them here. Harrison Barnes, old Harry B is out there. Uh, Steven Adams is sometimes available. You got your Dennis Smith Juniors, your Enos Cantors, your Brooke Lopez is out there. Uh, Chris Dunn is still available. I was actually considering um, Chris Dunn with one of your with, with one of your earlier picks. If you'd rather have Chris Dunn over uh, Ricky Rubio or Jeff Teague, but maybe 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 you can wait get Chris done a little bit later. Yeah. And, and especially in Yahoo, you can, and I, he gets re I mean, like at pick 70, like I think Chris Dunn could be kind of right in that range with Teague and Rubio pushing for the top 50. So Chris Dunn's a hard guy to pivot off of at this point. Um, elite steals, real good blocks for a point guard, um, kind of baddish percentages. Um, but, but that's a, it's a way to go. Um, so, yeah, so uh, if I'm breaking this down and I'm looking at it, right, there's a lot of guys in here to unpack that I really kind of like. And okay. so it, it all becomes a matter of where do I want to go? Who do I want to pick? So here's the thing. first thing I'll say. Give me Miritich if he's available. Yeah, oh, right? always give me Miritich if he's available. He, 70.3 is the ADP. I was in a draft the other night. Now this was just a mock, and I was picking 75, and he was available and it was on Yahoo. So if, if I'm at 71 and Miritich is available, I feel like in this build, Miritich kind of really sets me up pretty damn good. 
he gives me some threes and some points to make those categories better, right? Which is maybe categories I was struggling in. And, and maybe I can win those a week or two now. Um, so looking around at the other names, saying maybe he's not available, um, I, I'll underline a few that, that I really like, and then we'll yeah. maybe talk about how these guys fit in the build. So at this general range, the names I'm looking at, right, I, if I need a center, obviously I'm probably looking at some of those centers. I don't think I need a center right now. You certainly don't. So let's cross off the Adams, Whiteside, Valanchunas, all those names. There's a bunch of them in this range. So then we get down to a, a good group of guys, and, and I'm looking at Batum. I'm looking at Chris Dunn, obviously. I'm looking at Luka Doncic, maybe D'Angelo Russell, right? And then we can maybe even go down a little further and talk about guys like Kyle Anderson and, and those types. Yeah, so, I mean, Ronda Hells Jefferson's available here sometimes. So, um, oh man, there's a lot of there's a lot of good guys who are, who so, are in the draft here, especially so, now. So here's what I'll say, okay? Not everybody can get picked here, right? So, like we talked about, maybe I want Miritich, right? Well, okay, maybe maybe you say he's not available. Well, then maybe I want Luka Doncic, right? And and I think that if, if I'm picking at 70, that's too low for Doncic. I think Lon Doncic is easily I, a top six I, player. I think year. he's. I also think he's gone by then in a lot of good in better leagues. Okay, so you know what I mean? But, like, you, you can't pick everybody. So then some True. other guys are going to start falling down. So yep. that's another way to look at this, too, is, like, if these guys are all going to move up, then these other guys are going to fall down. So then you're looking at maybe, like, a guy like Drogic is available. Or, you know what I mean? Like, someone... I'm, you know, I'm a little out on Drogic, but there could be someone like Terry and Prince who falls. Right, and so this is kind of what we talked about with this, like, gets really nebulous. So if we're going to say... Doncic got picked, and I'm looking at a lot of centers and some of these other guys. I think my next pick, it would be hard to pivot away from Nick Batum, just in the sense that I think Batum's going to be a lot better than this. Like, I think Batum could easily be a top 50 player this year. We've seen it in the past, and he's going back to his more natural role. Um, Batum gives me some good assists okay. for, for a, a shooting guard, small forward type. He gives me, again, like – if I pick Batum, though, I'm, I'm basically not going to be that good in points and threes, which is okay, right? Those are be the two categories yeah, I'm punting. You can, you can now just make those um, definitely punting those those categories. Um, if maybe if you want to go in a little different direction, you could look at some actually someone I've been you know kind of staring at. You probably get this guy a little bit later. He's currently going 93rd. Uh, Buddy Heald, I think uh, 93 is 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 far too low for Buddy Heald. Yeah, and so I mean, and he he's available, and I mean, there's just a lot of guys here. Uh, another guy you could reach down and grab if I wanted to get points, Jabari Parker. I think Jabari Parker scores 20 a game for the Bulls. Um, yeah, so it it all really just depends on how I want to go with the team at this point. Um, another guy, if I just want some points and to lock completely lock down my rebound, so I don't have to think about it, Enos Cantor goes in this range, man. That's a pretty good value for Enos Cantor. Yeah, that's surprising that Ines Cantor goes so late. But I think, you know, with AD Gobert, you, you don't really have to worry about your rebounds oh, here's too what, awful much. Here's what I'll say, right? The so, team that you just built with Middleton and Rubio being involved. And, and I'm going to give you Nico at 71 uh, just because I love Nico and I just I like to talk about him. So, and then it'll probably be Chris Dunn, right? Like, I I, I mean, he's Yahoo's ADP is 85. So, right? Like, Someone's yeah. got to be around, and, and I think that he's kind of the one getting overlooked, right? Guys are reaching up for Aiton and Doncic and Dennis Smith Jr., like all these fun names who are young. And and, and that, that, that above, if, if he is available, which, you know, I, I think it's hit or miss at this point right now. Sometimes he is, sometimes he isn't. That bumps your steals up really, really nicely, and you're going to be set in steals, I think. Rebounds and blocks are going to be all uh, good. Your assists are super solid. Your percentages are – also solid, like nothing good, nothing bad. Like you're not punting I, uh, any of this. If, you're not if, leading in the percentages if either. If you give me the third point guard and Chris Dunn, I think I'm one of the better teams in the league in assists. And here's why, right? I don't have a, like a super elite, like there's a couple guys who get pretty close to 10. Right? I don't have one of those. But here's what I – excuse me. Here's what I do have. I have probably seven from Jeff Teague. I have a good solid five to five and a half from Rubio. Right? I have a couple like I have four together probably between Anthony Davis and Gobert. I have four from Middleton. 
right? Like you start adding those numbers up, right? Like that's going to be a really good assist team. There are only mm, 13, 16, about 17, 18 players, a little bit less, um, who averaged over – this is this is a lot easier. There are 20 players who averaged 5.5 assists or more. You have three of them. Right, and then I have a guy with four and another two guys combined who get four. Yeah, so, so I, you're 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 sitting pretty well at assists. I think I'm one of the better teams in the league, if I'm being honest, right? Like, think your, about it. Your points are, are are pretty solid. They're not they're not bad. Uh, they're probably in the maybe the in the middle to lower half, depending on how other people built their teams. So you're really not like hard punting anything other than uh, three pointers, pretty much. Right, and and you nailed it with the, something you said a little bit after that, right? So with my next pick, okay. I'm probably maybe going to want someone who scores a little bit more. But look at the guys kind of available in that next little section there. You got guys like Buddy Hield. Maybe D'Angelo Russell slips. Maybe he doesn't, right? But then, like, you got other guys. Eric Gordon scores some points, right? You got a guy like Trey Young. You got Jabari Parker. Like, if I want a points guy with that next pick, I can I can reach down there and snag a guy who who might get me, you know, 18 to 20 points, some of those names, and – then I'm kind of feeling real good about that category too. It is it is much easier than people I, I think think, especially this year. Usually it's hard to get those to make up points later in the draft, but I think this year it's a little bit easier than it used to be. Well, yeah, because um, guys like Russell and Jabari Parker yeah. are hanging around a exactly little bit longer down there, right? Than they have, and, and Buddy Heald, you mentioned it, right? Like, would you be surprised if Buddy Heald scored like 16, 17 points a game? Like, I wouldn't. No, not at all. And uh, a lot of three-pointers lay in the draft as well. The three-pointers, uh, it's hard to get an elite guy who's hitting like three to four, but like a lot of guys shooting more threes this year. So a lot of one and a half uh, for, for your pickings out there. Yeah, I don't even know, man. Some of those guys even shooting like three, I mean, they hang. They hang around a while. Yeah, I mean that's a pretty that's a pretty solid team all, all around, really. Tyler, with AD that you took uh, over uh, the second – Overall pick, he slipped his two, and I think that is a slip. Uh, at 23 and 26, you took Gobert and Middleton, everyone's favorite, Chris Middleton. Um, so you went the two center out with AD, uh, and then you turned around and took two point guards, Rubio and Teague. You know, there could be here people who kind of veer off and just get a Gordon Hayward or go in a, a wing direction and completely punt, assist, completely get rid of that, and you didn't want to do this. You went towards assist. That's totally fine. Uh, Rubio and Teague, both very good picks. Um, good rebounds from Rubio. Uh, and Nico Miritich was available. Also, Nick Batum was available. You, and you said you felt like you could go either way there. And then, um, you know, if Chris Dunn is available at 74. Um, so 47 Rubio, 50 Teague, 71 Nico, and 74 so, Chris Dunn. That's a pretty good team, Tyler. I got – Two kind of closing thoughts I, I want to say to kind of put, put a bow on this whole thing. Um, if you get Anthony Davis, I think you can really take your draft in any direction. So don't be afraid to, to not listen to me, man. In the second round, man, maybe you want to pick, I don't know, name a guy, Drew Holiday. Maybe you want to pick Kyle Lowry. Maybe you want Devin Booker. Right? Like, I'm cool with picking Devin Booker. If Devin Booker hadn't hurt his hand, man, he was, he was, re- he was actually in my second round, and I think he's going to g- – I think that he's going to slip in the third round, and that's a mistake now. Um, so I would be really interested in picking him, maybe even over Drew Holiday in that kind of turn yeah. range. Um, go any way you want to go. I kind of went with a two-center build, and I did that on purpose. And the the reason was I think that people shy away from that because they're like, I got a center in AD. Sometimes I like to get another center because I feel like those are two elite centers, and there's not that many of those. I actually think people do – uh, kind of take AD a little bit for granted. You go, well, you know what? I got AD, two and a half blocks a game, you know, 11 rebounds. I'm solid on centers. I don't need a center. And uh, they start, they look up in the ninth round and they're no longer one of the best rebounding and block guys out there because someone's picked up Capella and picked up Brooke Lopez late. And, uh, you know, there are ways you could do this where you end up getting Steven Adams or Brooke Lopez late. You don't worry about your center until that uh, 70, uh, you know, 
what is that round six round seven you could go that route and, and and get better guys or you can completely lock up your rebounds and blocks with a gobert ad build like you have tyler um i like your i like this team it's a good looking team right and, and so you know don't be afraid to, to pick whoever you want though and if ad like ad is just he's so good and he's so skilled and uh you know he's he's great yeah. and the, the other thing i'll say is like know know the people in your league and know what they're gonna go for right like so maybe you want i don't know luka Doncic or it's like a hot rookie but maybe you guys in your league go crazy for hot rookies. Well, then maybe you zig when they zag, right? Like if they're going to pick Luka Doncic at 30, well, that means someone else is going to slip to you that's better, okay? And I think this is an important thing to say about picking on the turns. So we picked on the turns today, right? Um, I think you always draft when you're picking like with, with one guy picking in between, right? So one guy was picking in between us today. I think you always draft the guy you think he's most likely to pick first, Okay. So if you're looking at five names and I know I want these two, the guy I'm going to pick first is whichever one I think he's the most likely to pick. So look at his team, man. Does he need a point guard? If you want a point guard and he needs a point guard, you better pick the point guard you want first. And that's something I think that's underrated that some people don't do. Right. So like if I'm looking at Nick Batum and Chris Dunn for those last two picks and I'm like, Oh man, this guy needs a shooting guard. Well then I'm picking Batum first. Cause I think he needs a shooting guard. If he needs and, a point guard, then like, you go with done. Right? And if he doesn't need either, then I'm like, okay, which one is he most likely to pick? Well, if it's Mike, right, he's a Bulls fan, so he's probably more likely to pick Chris Dunn than he is pick Nick Batum. Chris Dunn is Chris not Dunn. lasting to pick 71 in that draft, if I'm in that draft. But, but Okay, but, like, do you get my point, though? Like, I absolutely I think, get your point. I think people don't realize that. Like, I'm just going to be like, this is the guy I want. Yeah, pay and, attention and, to the rosters of the other players. Right, and it's very so, important. Um, that's just an, just an idea. I like that. That is good advice, Tyler. That is it for the first, who do I draft, uh, with Anthony Davis. We're going to be doing more of these with all the, uh, first round cast of characters as we get closer to NBA opening day. Good luck on your drafts out there, everybody. Tyler, where can we find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me at Tyler P Watts. Beautiful. And you can find me at Watch the boxes. If you guys are looking for exclusive content, we got Roto Tears ranked out there. Uh, we have uh, podcasts that are exclusive to our Patreon subscribers. Go check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes. And you can also be entered into our listener leagues if that is uh, something you're interested in. So once again, patreon.com slash watching the boxes. We'll be back with more Who I, Who Do I Draft. Thanks, everybody. 